Morgan is going to uh, ponder a bit on um, Bianca showing up on the the Fate Dar or the Fato Vision or whatever we want to call it. Uh, he has a thought that you know maybe it's a fleeting thought that maybe it's Meta's um, some type of Meta Vision, but you know he has seen her before through the visor and. She never showed up. Um, so maybe he thinks it's about people trying to uh, change or um, uh, some kind of, you know, importance or uh, people that are on a, a mission or something. And uh, so he's going to keep tabs on her more so than he was, you know, before it was maybe once a month or once every other month, but it'll probably go up to about once a week because he doesn't know exactly what she's planning. And if she's embracing her uh, meta powers and she's going to try to get into, um, you know, hero work or something, he wants to be there to assist her or, you know, he, he just wants to keep a general eye on her because he's interested in, on what she's doing. Um, the strongman graffiti, the, the arm, uh, this is something that he'd probably do after this whole HQ thing. But if he looked at it and, and tried to puzzle it out, would it maybe lead to somewhere? Would it... Um, not triangulate, but if he if he followed it, would it maybe point to a particular building, or is it like a path, or is it just kind of random graffiti? Like this is something that he would look into. Um, when the security guard comes up to him, he's uh, a bit reticent about going into the HQ just because he's unfamiliar with it, and you know he's not sure that that's proper superhero protocol but you know he he goes in with the guy and the improv and geofunk and tongue ink he, he tries to make probably a, a quick mental note he probably won't remember them correctly or anything but he's gonna try and everything that they talk about sounds pretty good um to a certain extent until they start talking about investigating him and, um, you know, trying to delve into who he is. And that puts him on edge. And um, when they start talking about um, wanting him to be a sponsored, pretty much a sponsored member of the... Um, technocrat and forgive me i'm going to say technocracy more than once uh, just out of just out of habit um but the thing that really pushes it over the edge is when they mention greenwell and he he, he knows the name i mean pretty much everybody knows the name of greenwell and he knows that he you know is a Mil military contractor and industrialist and growing up his you know not growing up but uh, in his late teens before his dad died you know he heard him griping and complaining about him and he just automatically has a distrust of this guy just because the area that he's in people talk about him this guy's just got more money than morgan could ever possibly conceive of so this is all 
uh, internal. Oh, also, he didn't know about the the camera blur ability that the that the suit is projecting. So he definitely uh, makes a mental note of that. And um, one thing what I'm trying to do is not overanalyze the situation. When I hear the recording, I'm I'm just gonna try to go with what my gut says and and play that as as Morgan's gut. But he he looks at her and he, you know he he's just got a generally kind of unsettled feeling about this whole thing. So he says, uh, and, and I think I may have found his voice. Um, try not to go f- full Jersey or Northeast Coast with this, but we'll see. Uh, Miss Maddie, I, I appreciate the, uh, the, the the job offer, but it it's not what I was here to do. I was, I was just doing what hero should. Uh, you know, I, it's not right for any hero to give a, a political affiliation to, to any one party. I, I didn't do it for the technocrats. I, I did it because it was the right thing. If, if a bunch of bunch of you all were going up against the the strong men then I, you know i would have done the same thing so you know like i said i appreciate the the offer but i'm just gonna have to turn it down and heroes on board with the your your party's vision i may be for some but it it's not for me he says i'm looking out for i'm looking out for the sink and you know if we can work together okay but I'm just going to, I'm going to have to say no. And he will um, try to extricate himself politely, but um, not forcefully, but not with force out from the situation and probably start, uh, try to track down the, the strong men, strong arm graffiti that's, that he's been seeing around, see if it leads to anything. So, Maddie Faulkner starts about halfway through Morgan's reply to put on a sort of very placid, almost expressionless face. And toward the end, when he flat out starts to refuse, she gives that a little quirk of the mouth to show that she's sad but not upset per se. And when he's done refusing, she says, Well, I wish you saw it differently. I bet a lot of people in the TPP do. And you know, the door's always open if you change your mind. We're here for the long haul. You know, we're not just the new up-and-coming party trying to do what we do what we think is best. I mean, we're we're here for everybody, but I can understand if you want to stay, you know, sort of neutral. And she looks off to the side and says, of course, you know, I don't know how long things are going to stay neutral. I mean, the strongmen really aren't taking it well. The whole losing thing. I just hope things don't get ugly again around here. You know, Johnson downstairs is ex-military, and, um, I mean, I think we made a good decision hiring him, but I don't know if I can guarantee the safety of anybody who comes at him 
or me or at our property. So I don't know. Hope things don't get any uglier, but you know what they say, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. So she stands up and thanks Morgan for his time, shakes his hand in a very professional way and shows him the door with a gesture. She doesn't walk him out. She just lets him show himself out. So Morgan leaves the building and heads back out into the neighborhood to investigate the graffiti. Knowing the location of the other tag that he's seen, he starts at the one near this office, the one that brought him here, and then heads in that direction. There's no immediate logic to where the two of these are. The building near the technocrat headquarters that had the tag on it is like a sandwich shop. It's like one of those sort of greasy fast food deli type places. It's on the sink side of the street, the ungentrified part. Um, and the second one is on an abandoned industrial building. Um, it's like an old paint factory, wherever they would, it's a, it's a place where they used to make paint, which had to be on the river because I assume they like have to flush out all sorts of disgusting chemicals from a place where they make paint, but I could be wrong about that. If, if either of us does research on how paint is made later on and realizes that this doesn't make sense, then we'll just say it was something else. But it's like a post-industrial, like an abandoned factory or something. Um, there's not much else around there except a bunch of uh, tall, narrow worker houses. In Worcester, they call these triple-deckers. It's like a long, narrow house that has three floors, so it can sort of maximize the number of people that can be packed in there as occupants. So, at first, Morgan's like, well, there's no connection here. But then he remembers that a few days ago, in fact, three days ago, during the sort of tail end of the election week spree. Um, somebody got beat up here. He was out patrolling a different area of the sink and he missed this one. Somebody got beat up outside of one of the row houses nearby this building. Uh, it was they later learned, he later learned by uh, listening to the the radio or, or uh, to the, like, police blotter, reading the, like, police part of the daily paper. He learned that the person who was beaten up was a drug dealer, and they were beaten up and robbed by a group of unknown attackers. Police speculated that it was gang warfare. Morgan thought maybe it was the Flaming Hellbow, although the idea of, like, several of them jumping one person would be weird. And the police loved to talk about them, so for a moment there when that happened, he was like, am I going to have to deal with a whole new gang fighting with other drug gangs? 
what the f, so on and so forth. Now he's not so sure. And in fact, later that night, as he's hopping from rooftop to rooftop, he overhears a murmur of conversation followed by the hiss of an aerosol can. So he flips over into closer range, looks down and sees a couple of guys, one of whom is holding a stencil against a wall and the other is spraying it. Um, they're both wearing gloves. They have like baseball caps with the brims pulled low. They're wearing like leather jackets and jeans. And as soon as they're done and they move on, he can see that it's the bicep. So right in this immediate area, this is still inside the sink. In fact, this is pretty close to the library. So this is all taking place on like a second story above the waterline. Um, there's a sort of shoddy, poorly constructed walkway around the perimeter of this building that they're tagging. The building is where some uh, property owners from outside the sink have basically divided up an old warehouse into loft apartments and maker spaces and performance venues and offices. So it's like a big old factory building that was gutted and is now almost, you know, like a commune. There's just a bunch of sort of freewheeling, arty, creative slash constructive, like people who make things, people in there. There's a wide variety of, of tenants. Um, and Morgan can see that the guys who put that tag on the building have gone around the corner and look like they're going to tag another side of the building. Within the area, there are a couple of, like, corner stores. There's a place that sells liquor. There's a sort of, like, you know, crummy grocery slash convenience store. There's a hardware store. It's uh, some... This, this weird building and its tenants have been sort of doing pretty well by this little corner of the neighborhood. So there's actually some businesses. But there are other buildings nearby that are derelict as well, just empty. Um, on one of them, some of these maker types have uh, gone up on the roof and started a community garden, just sort of without asking permission. Yeah, so Morgan sees these guys going around tagging this building... And I want to hear what you're going to do about that before we move on to day three. 